Section 14 of The Fourth Dimension Simply Explained by Henry Parker Manning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in July 2016. Essay 12 Characteristics of the Fourth Dimension by Richmond, Louis W. Worrell, Washington, D.C. Consider the following figures. The line AB, possessing but a single dimension, can be moved in a direction not contained within itself, as to the right, so as to generate a surface, for example, square AB, B1, A1. Also the surface AB, B1, A1, possessing but two dimensions, can be moved in a direction not contained within self, as up from the plane of the paper, so as to generate a solid, for example, cube AB, B1, A1, A2, B2, B3, A3. Can the cube be moved in a direction not contained in its three dimensions, so as to generate a new figure whose relation to the cube is analogous to that existing between the cube and its generating square, and also analogous to that existing between the square and its generating line? If so, the new figure, called the four-square, contains an additional dimension. This is the fourth dimension. As the dimension of length is perpendicular to the dimension of width, and as the dimension of height is at right angles to both length and width, the fourth dimension must be perpendicular to the other three. The above is a full and complete explanation of what scientists call the fourth dimension. That the possibilities of space are not exhausted with the three dimensions of length, breadth and thickness has no doubt occurred independently to many minds. However, the present widespread interest in the fourth dimension may be traced directly to Dr. Zöllner, a German astronomer. Zöllner believed that man is by nature a two-dimensional being, that he acquires a full comprehension of the third dimension by a purely intellectual process only. The limitations of this article preclude the statement of the process by which he thought that man gains his consciousness of the third dimension. His work shows it to be conceivable that there may be beings who are structurally or intellectually limited to a world of but two dimensions. If structurally so limited, either we cannot imagine them, though we may think about them, or their extent in the third dimension is so extremely small in comparison with their length and breadth that it may be disregarded. A two-dimensional being living in a plane, as the plane of this paper, might be led to consider the chord AB with the loop or knot C lying so close to the paper that he would be unable to see anything unusual about it. Figure 4. If asked to untie the knot, he would move the end B entirely around the center of C, whereupon the cord could be pulled straight. If such a being, by an intellectual process, arrived at a full comprehension of the notion of a third dimension, and attempted to untie the knot C, he might ask two friends to hold the ends A and B respectively. Then, after having turned a part BD of the cord halfway over through the third dimension into this position, 
figure 5, he could draw the knotted portion of the cord straight. His companions, seeing him untie the knot thus without moving the end B, would be completely mystified by the incomprehensible process. By analogy, it seemed plain to Zöllner that some human being, by a purely intellectual process, might arrive at a comprehension of the fourth dimension so complete as to enable him to untie knots in a cord such as this in figure 6, without moving its ends, simply by bending some essential part of the knot through the fourth dimension. This, Zöllner thought, would give a rational explanation of the mystifying rope-untying feats being performed by Slade of England. Some of the probable characteristics of four-dimensional figures may be determined by analogy. Thus, the characteristics of the four-square are found as follows. The line has two limiting points, as A and B in the figures. The square has four, the cube eight. For the limiting points, we thus have the series two, four, eight. As 16 is evidently the next number in this series, it is probable that the four-square has 16 limiting points. The line has a single limiting line, the square has 4, the cube 12. Here the series is 1, 4, 12. The fourth term is found by noting the process by which the square is produced from the line, and the cube from the square. In producing the square, the line is to be counted twice, as AB in its original position, and as A1B1 in its final position. Besides two more lines, AA1 and BB1, are to be added as being traced out by the points A and B of the line. Similarly, in producing the cube from the square, each of the four lines of the square is to be counted twice, as found in AB, B1, A1 at the beginning, and then as found in the final position A2, B2, B3, A3. Besides, four more lines, AA2, BB2, B1, B3, and A1, A3 must be added as being traced respectively by the four points found in the generating square. The rule, therefore, is... Multiply the number of lines in the generating figure by 2 and add a line for each point in it. The 4 square should, therefore, have 2 times 12 plus 8 lines. The line has no planes. The square has 1, the cube 6. Here we have the series 0, 1, 6. By noting how the cube is generated from the square, it is seen that the square is to be counted in two planes, as AB, B1, A1 at the beginning, and again as A2, B2, B3, A3 at the end of the generating motion. Besides, each of the lines of the square has also traced a plane in the generating process, the plane AB, B2, A2 being generated, for example, by the line AB. The rule founded on the above is, multiply the number of planes in the generating figure by 2 and add a plane for each line in it. Applying this rule to the square as generated by the line, we find the number of planes to be 2 times 0 plus 1. 
The rule thus holding true in this series as far as we can know with certainty, we confidently apply it to the four square as generated by the cube and find the number of planes in it to be 2 times 6 plus 12. Noting that a cube is generated by the motion of a plane, it is thought that the four square generated by the cube is limited by eight cubes, each of the six planes of the generating cube itself generating a cube, and there being the two additional cubes formed by the initial and the final positions of the generating cube. To a being limited either by structure or consciousness to a single dimension, any object such as the square or the cube or the four square crossing the line on which he lived would be a wonderful phenomenon. Where a moment before there had been nothing, suddenly a point would appear, and continuing for a time it would as suddenly disappear. Similarly, any object such as the cube or the four square moving along the third dimension and passing through the surface on which a two-dimensional being lived would be to him a marvelous phenomenon. Where a moment before there had been absolutely nothing, suddenly a line would appear. Continuing for a time, it would suddenly and mysteriously disappear. By analogy, it is reasonable to suppose that whenever a four-dimensional object or being comes within the range of our consciousness, it appears to us as an ordinary solid of three dimensions. Thus, we would perceive the four-square as a cube and nothing else. Likewise, a four-dimensional being moving steadily in the direction of the fourth dimension might suddenly appear at our side within a room destitute of openings. Continuing his motion, the final limiting solid of his body would pass beyond our three-dimensional space into the fourth dimension, and he would disappear as suddenly and as inexplicably as he had appeared. It has been suggested that possibly many of the small objects each of us loses disappear by rolling out of three-dimensional space into the fourth dimension. We cannot imagine how beings structurally limited to a single dimensions or to two dimensions only can exist. It is true we can think about them, but only as being mere abstractions. So far as we know, they have no existence. Analogy, based upon the above, says that to four-dimensional beings, we are likewise mere abstractions and have no real existence. If two one-dimensional beings were to meet, they could never pass each other. A being of more dimensions than one might carry one of them through the second dimension around his companion to the complete mystification of both. If a two-dimensional being were placed inside a square, he could never get out without breaking through one of the sides. A being of more dimensions than two could, however, lift him through a third dimension and set him down outside of his square without his comprehending in the least by what operation this miraculous result was accomplished. Similarly, if some of us were locked in an airtight room, we could never get out until an opening were made in one of the six bounding surfaces. But analogy says that a four-dimensional being might pass us through the fourth dimension and set us on the outside of the room without disturbing any of the bounding walls. 
In a line, nothing can be rotated. In a plane, rotation takes place around a point. In three dimensions, rotation takes place around a line. In four dimensions, therefore, rotation takes place around a plane. If a two-dimensional being were asked to turn M into coincidence with N in figure 7, he would be unable to do so. A three-dimensional being, however, would simply turn M halfway over through the third dimension about the side L, after which he could easily slide it over N. Similarly, considering our hands, we cannot manipulate them in any way so as to make them coincide. But a four-dimensional being, by rotating one hand halfway around about a plane, can effect the coincidence easily. Two one-dimensional beings living on the same line might know themselves to be miles apart, yet they might in the twinkling of an eye be placed face to face if the line were bent into a circle. Two two-dimensional beings might be miles apart on the surface common to their existence, yet it is conceivable that a three-dimensional being might bend their surface so as to bring them suddenly together. Two friends may know themselves to be separated by half the world. Yet it is possible for a four-dimensional being to bend their space of three dimensions so as to bring them suddenly into each other's presence. Relative to the evidences of a fourth dimension, it may be stated that, as yet, nothing is known which points with any great degree of certainty to its existence. As stated above, it would be possible to rotate the right hand in the fourth dimension about a plane and thus reverse it and make it coincide with its companion left hand. And because right and left-handedness is not found in the mass, that is, in mountains, clouds, continents, etc., but only in the minute, such as is produced in plants and animals and by molecular action, some believe that evidence of this additional dimension must be sought in the region of molecular and cellular activity. There are two forms of tartaric acid which appear to be identical in every particular except that one turns the plane of polarized light to the right while the other turns it to the left. The right-handed changes into the left-handed without any apparent decomposition and without any apparent manifestation of force. If it can be shown that the change does take place thus, the phenomenon would be proof that the fourth dimension does exist. In a surface there can be only three points which are equally distant from each other. In space, as we know it, four points and no more can be so arranged. In space of four dimensions, five points can be thus placed. Now, in organic chemistry it has been found that certain substances have the same formulas. For example, there are at least eight possible alcohols which have the formula C5H12O. The only way that chemists have of accounting for these different compounds is by supposing that there is a different grouping of the carbon or C atoms in each compound. If now it should become necessary to the explanation of a compound to suppose that five carbon atoms in it are equally distant from each other, this would be evidence of a fourth dimension. Balance, or symmetry in a line, can be produced with reference to a single point only. 
and if that point is selected at random in the line the symmetry or balance can be accomplished by carrying a portion of the longer part of the line through the second dimension around the point and attaching it to the end of the shorter part balance or symmetry in a surface can be produced with reference to a line only and if that line is selected at random in a figure in the surface the figure may be put into symmetry only by carrying parts of the longer portions of the figure through the third dimension around the line and attaching them to the shorter portions on the other side in a similar way we know that there is three-dimensional symmetry or balance with reference to a plane we see it manifested in the formation of crystals and in right and left-handedness or bisymmetry of plants and animals does this not at least indicate the probable existence of a fourth dimension and finally professor hinton in developing his mechanics of the fourth dimension came to the conclusion that the mechanics of four-dimensional vortices explain the electric current a phenomenon hitherto unexplained he has thus furnished the most direct evidence yet found that space does contain a fourth dimension in the seventh book of the republic plato imagines a group of prisoners chained at the mouth of a cavern all movement is impossible to them their eyes are constrained to look upon the opposite wall of the cavern forever thus they never see anything except their own shadows together with the shadows of whatever objects may come in contact with them in time they come to refer all their experiences to their shadows and finally they identify themselves with their shadows by conceiving a possible state in which man is limited by his consciousness to less than what he really is plato cleared the way for the notion that the normal man is likewise limited by his consciousness to less than what he really is this greater which plato strove to find is thought by some to involve the fourth dimension end of section fourteen